you're listening to the official Ankeny Community School District podcast, We Are Ankeny, where we're sparking conversations about all things Ankeny schools. Graduation is an exciting time for seniors and their families, but it can also be stressful when you don't know what to expect and how to make sure you've prepared your family and your child for graduation day, also known as commencement. We'll be sharing advice and next steps for anyone who finds that they are facing challenges on their way to graduation this year. Today, I'm really excited on Let's Talk About It. We've invited members of our school counseling team to join us for No Holds Barred. Man, are we wrestling today? (laughs) I hope not. Um, On graduation and the commencement ceremony. Today, we have uh, Ashley Tatum, uh, who is our school counselor for the summit program. Audrey Bell is our school counselor for Ankeny High School, and Ashley Wilson is a school counselor for Centennial High School. Ladies, let's talk about seniors and our road to graduation 2023. Welcome. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thanks. Really excited to have this uh, conversation with all three of you today. So we're uh, we've current we're we're about to start um, the second and last semester for our seniors. Um, tears for our senior parents out there, or or happy thoughts for those <laughs> senior parents uh, that may, may become empty nesters. Um, so what what are you doing at this time at this stage in our seniors' um, education career um, to prepare them for graduation? Um, I'll start with um, Audrey. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say the pathway for graduation actually starts long before this last semester of high school. So even Uh, Late last spring, preparing uh, for senior year courses to ensure that students are on track for graduation. Also meeting with us, oh, probably September, October, and ensuring that, one, they're still on track for graduation, but also that their post-secondary plans are kind of underway and that whatever support they might need, we are assisting with that. Cap and gown ordering happens early, so that was probably October as well, ordering announcements if they would like. Uh, what am I forgetting, Ashley? Transcripts. Mm-hmm. So we're talking a lot, uh, especially if students have applied using the common application, um, if they need to send those mid-year transcripts, right now is the time. Mm-hmm. So we've got our sec- first semester of senior year on on those transcripts and getting those sent off. But yeah, if students are still deciding or reaching out to apprenticeships to make sure they know what they're going to do right when they're finished. So mm-hmm. does that mean right away after commencement or you're spending the summer relaxing. So um, Ashley Tatum, uh, who supports our, our summer program, and uh, what I'd like you to do before we go into you know what you've been doing with our, our students in the summer program, could you just give a brief overview for our listeners who may not be familiar with Summit? What is our summit program? Yeah, so Summit is our alternative high school program. Um, so we share students from both Ankeny and Centennial. Um, And we work primarily with students who just have found themselves deficient in credits needed to graduate um, for a variety of reasons. Every student has their individual um, reason that they're with us. Sometimes it's as simple as they moved into the district, and so other school districts require different graduation requirements, and so we're just naturally off a little bit. And so we offer more of an expedited route to earn credits so that students can either go back to their home high school at grade level and be caught up, 
or so that they can continue on a path that's a little more individualized to maybe what they need. And so with that context, what, what does your work look like in this, this uh, second and last semester with our seniors that are currently in the summit program? So with our seniors who are currently in the summit program, um, we do a lot of information gathering, a lot of getting out into the community and looking at a variety of options that might be a little more um, fit to their career assessments. So when a student enters summit within their first week or two, I try to do a quick career assessment to just narrow down a brief career pathway. So that way, if I have anything coming up that they're able to go on, I can add them to the list. And then based on that information I gather, we, di we dive a little deeper individually through conversations, through meetings, through DMAT coming here once a week or once a month. Um, we do individual to-do lists because there's a lot more individual planning that's going on, um, assessing their readiness. So working with our teachers to make sure, you know, are they ready for this is what they want to do after high school. How can we start building those maybe soft skills, just different skills um, to get them prepared? There's a lot more conferences that happen. You know, FAFSA, I know it happens in October, but some of our students are coming to us still. Right. And maybe the FAFSA is not done. It's not too late to do those things. And so reassuring students, it's never too late to make that decision. Um, so we're doing a lot of, um, we do a lot of things out in the community to just really get them the hands-on, um, in-person exposure. So this is a, a really busy time for seniors. And we, it's almost counter what, what most people would think, that we have uh, children at the end of their um, experience in elementary, middle, high school, you think things would be winding down, but we're actually kind of ramping things up for them to move on to whatever their post-secondary plans are after commencement. And so for our listeners out there, I want you to get your pencils out and a piece of paper because I'm going to go through a checklist with um, our um, talented uh, counselors today. And so the, these are the topics that um, I'm going to have them um, address today. So total number of credits and correct course credits, college and scholarship application requirements, graduation paperwork, paperwork cap and gown orders, and the responsibility of our seniors as we move closer and closer to commencement. And so I'm, a, I'm going to start with uh, Ashley from Centennial. <laughs> we have two Ashleys with us today, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to distinguish between Ashley from Centennial and Ashley at Summit. So, so um, Ashley, um, how many total credits do seniors need in order to walk across the stage and then, you know, the correct course credits, you know, what is that? Yeah, what does that look like? Yeah. So total 48, you need 48 credits to graduate. A semester-long class that meets every day is worth one credit. Um, and so that breaks down into 15 elective credits. So that can be in any area. Um, all of our students need four PE credits and a health credit. Um, and then when you think about language arts, it's eight. So students are taking an English class all four years of high school. Mm -hmm. um, our students need six credits of math through Algebra 2. So as long as your students are reaching that through Algebra 2, we always encourage taking more math after that. Um, but once they've reached that, they've technically met our graduation requirements. Uh, science is six more credits um, or six credits. Um, and so and then finally, it's uh, social studies. And so that's 
eight credits. So again, they're taking uh, social studies through their senior year um, each year, and seniors are taking government and econ. Those are the two they must take. <laughs> and so for our parents with seniors, if they are curious as to how many credits their child has, how might they go about checking? A great way, again, is to look at that um at their transcript. They can count up the number of credits that they've earned. There's some other great features in Infinite Campus as well um, with their course plan. It should tell them whether or not they're on track. Um, so if it's all green, your student is good. They're in, they're, things are looking well for them. If there's a couple of red areas or orange, you might have a conversation with your student, reach out to their counselor, right. see what's missing. Sometimes it's just the way that was entered on the transcript and your student is fine. Mm -hmm. um, but it's yeah, it's good to ask questions. Outside of a parent having their child log into Infinite Campus in front of them. And if I happen to be a parent that um, I don't have a username and password to access Infinite Campus, who should I contact at um, Summit, Centennial, or Ankeny? Well, the parents are welcome to contact me or any other their student's counselor, but really the the school web, the our school website is a great resource. Okay. If you go onto the website, if you click on Infinite Campus from the Parent tab, they, it walks you through how to get your own login. It's I think it's pretty easy to do that, and really I do think Infinite Campus is pretty user friendly. Okay. Mm -hmm. Just click on those tabs, click around a little bit. Don't be you're not going to mess anything up. Don't be afraid. Absolutely. Yeah. So I also believe there's an email address on that web page where um, parents can access their login if they don't have one. I think there's an email address that someone at district office um, regularly checks for parents who are having password reset difficulties or things like that. So they might check with us, but if we want to get them access to, we'll also point them out to where to find that link on the website. So website, school counselor, and um, the district's webpage are really good resources for parents that currently don't have access to Infinite Campus in order to be able to check their child's credits or for um, our parents that have younger students Mm -hmm. grades, attendance, anything in general related to their child's experience here in Ankeny. So, Audrey, I'm, I'm going to move the question to you with regards to college and scholarship applications. So if I'm a parent with mm -hmm. a senior, um, when should I have had my child submit college applications? Many students will submit applications early in their senior year. Some some go live um, kind of at the start of a college first semester so. In August, you'll start to see students who have found that an application for that following fall is open. I wouldn't say anyone is behind if it's October 1st and they haven't applied yet. There are many seniors looking for post-secondary opportunities who don't have that in mind yet by September 1st or October 1st. So there are students who are applying now right. for post-secondary opportunities, and that's not too late in many cases. There are some schools that have admission deadlines, um, but there's also ones that have rolling admission deadlines and there's early action and early decision. But typically a regular admission can still be happening anytime throughout senior year and in some schools cases the summer after high school before college. Right. Um, regarding scholarships, our students are welcome to apply for anything and everything that they are eligible for. We try to give them as many opportunities as they can to earn money that they can help put toward their post-secondary educational plan. But we ourselves don't, um, we don't man scholarship applications. We provide the list of the ones that we have available to us. But if you're 
mom knows of one at her place of work, well, we aren't necessarily going to know that. Go ahead and apply for that one. Or if you work for Hy-Vee, let's say, and you've worked there for over a year and you, your employer tells you, oh, we have a Hy-Vee scholarship. We might not know everything that a student could possibly be eligible for, but we will provide on our Naviance College and Career Readiness site that all students have access to. Anything we know of, we will put it into Naviance and they can access it. They can use the filter system to kind of narrow down the ones that they would possibly be eligible for. We have Dollars for Scholars. Anki right. Dollars for Scholars is coming up with a late March deadline. And that's kind of an umbrella agency of many, many scholarships, particularly local, regional scholarships. So if a student completes that application by March 24th, they might be matched. There could be many scholarships uh, recipients out of our Ankeny Dollars for Scholars. So that's just one, for example, that we'll make sure that we point all of our seniors out yeah. to. And so you mentioned the system that we use with, with our secondary students, mm-hmm. Naviance. And so mm-hmm. for our listeners out there who may not be, who are parents who may not be familiar with Naviance, could you just quickly give an overview of what Naviance is and, again, what parents should be looking for if they're able to access Naviance? Sure. I, I believe our parents of all secondary students, 6 through 12, um, who have a student in the district can access Naviance with their child. Um, and it is, gosh, everything from scholarships right. to College colleges they're interested in, colleges they're applying to, how to send transcripts from your high school to the institutions, and lots of career assessments to help come up with um, ideas that would be appropriate for their interests and their skills and um, and their personality. There's even a couple of personality assessments that help give ideas for possible career pathway pathways. So our students who use Naviance a little bit in their middle school year start to use it a little bit more in 10th right. grade. By 11th and 12th grade, we learn of opportunities. When we learn of opportunities, we want to know which kids would be interested in them. And if we just send mass emails every time we learn of a cool job shadow opportunity, the kids will think of those as spam and they're going to look over them. But if we use Naviance and there are 37 kids who have an interest in mechanical engineering right. and I learn of an opportunity, it is like a 30-second search. These 37 kids have expressed that mechanical engineering is an interest of theirs. Let's invite them to this opportunity. So it's huge for that. Same with colleges as well. Yep. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about how we are thinking about expanding the use of Naviance in, um, based off of the work we did with our strategic plan and looking to the future. And so we talked a lot last year in our strategic planning about post-secondary planning. And so Audrey mentioned that uh, this is something that we began in our middle school, sixth, seventh grade. And so we're looking to expand the experience for post-secondary planning for our students when they first get into middle school to begin charting their pa- a path um, or interest um, with their parents, with their counselor and teachers around different careers that they may be interested in. So Ashley from Summit, we talked about college and scholars- scholarship applications, but then some of our, not, not all of our students 
are going to end up going to college. And so um, outside of college applications and scholarship applications, we have students going into the military. We have students going straight into a career. We have students going into apprenticeships, into, into some of the CTE fields. And so what does that work look like with regards to application process for these different, these, these other pathways that children um, may choose to pursue? Yeah, that's a great question. So as Audrey was talking, I was thinking about how great even DMAC still is. You know, if it's not a four-year option, they have a lot of two-year options. Um, And in regards to scholarships that they have, they have a ton of what's called last-dollar scholar options that students don't know about, high-demand jobs that the government will help pay for completely um, because the job demand is there. Um, I actually have an upcoming trip to the Carpenters Union to kind of flip to the apprenticeship side. Um, So there is a lot of apprenticeship opportunities with the different skilled trades. Um, A lot of that typically, um, once a student graduates, they take their transcripts up and they enter the union hall of where they're interested in. So there's a variety of different unions out there. Um, And they will, once you've applied for that union hall, they typically hand over, here's a list of employers that work with us within this union specifically. And then you have to go out and kind of, you know, sell yourself to them. You have to meet with the people that they give you the contacts, but you do have to be prepared for those um, advocating for yourself, letting them know why it would be great if they hired you. Um, So there's a lot of different opportunities to work right after high school and then do more of the paid training through apprenticeships where, you know, every six weeks, every 12 weeks you go in and you're paid and they're, they're employing you, but then you do a specific week or two of training you get better at that and then you go back and you're worth more. So the pay goes up and then you continue to build. And that's a different route to a four year um, degree, but you're still making the income um, when you're all done and along the way. Right. So we, we have many options for our students that, in, that include four year college, community college, apprenticeships, or our students going directly into the, the workforce. And so Audrey, um, we talked about graduation paperwork a little bit. And so what should parents be aware of? What should our students be aware of with regards to what type of paperwork should we be looking out for has already gone out um, and that will get us to um, commencement? We have a commencement planning guide that will come out, I believe, early next month. So usually February we share, and I, I believe Centennial does a similar thing. It's kind of a calendar of things Uh, to come. And we share that with seniors and their parents and our early graduates who just finished last semester, last uh, last week. Um, So they should be thinking about one, if they haven't ordered their cap and gown, although our counseling secretaries do a great job of double checking with the Jostin spreadsheet. Did you still want to order a cap and gown? Are you planning to walk at commencement? So they do a good job of checking with those families to see if there's a barrier getting into the way of ordering that from Jostin's. Um, We also have them thinking about where they would like their final transcript to go when they are done. So we'll have them submit that on Naviance probably around late April. As many of them will have an idea of where they would like that to go. If they're going into the workforce or an apprenticeship or the military, having their final transcript sent to their home might be what they need or sent to an employer or military recruiter, etc. 
Also, if anyone, because many of them have, have earned DMAC credit while they're at Ankeny right. or Ankeny Centennial or Summit, then um, there is a DMAC transcript request form for anyone who is going anywhere besides DMAC. DMAC doesn't need to send it to themselves. So um, they can uh, submit that request, usually in that late April time that we meet with seniors to kind of tie up loose ends. And then also an exit survey. And the exit survey gives us our percentages of who's going where, in-state, out-of-state, two-year, four-year apprenticeship, trade school, et cetera. And um, that's kind of just a quick graduation exit survey that all of our grads at all of our locations do. And so, Ashley, at Centennial, um, Audrey had mentioned cap and gown and Johnston. And so if if a parent or a student has not ordered cap and gown, what should we do? I would, again... The website. Okay. So if they head out head to the Justin's website, they can order it there. Um, and you don't, if you, we've had students say, well, I have an older sibling that has a gown that will fit me. They can choose to just order a tassel. Okay. Um, so there's lots of questions. But again, the website, if they're not sure the website is confusing or they can't locate it, reach out to Centennial Secretaries. They are happy to help. And like Audrey said, our secretaries have a list and they go through and check like, okay, who hasn't ordered? We're going to reach out to the family to remind them. Um, yeah. Cause we want everyone to be able to celebrate commencement and be prepared. And if the cost of cap and gown is a barrier that's getting in the way to ordering, uh, typically the school counselor can advocate with our administrator on behalf of the family and we can help cover that cost as a, as a school building. Okay. Sounds good. And so, Seniors are our oldest students on campus, but they're still kids, right? <laughs> and so, what should these do? What's the responsibility for our seniors leading up to commencement? And what questions should parents be asking their seniors before June? I'll take. I'll give that to you, Audrey. Um. Okay. Well, one that that I will plug I'd put into all seniors is if you aren't checking things like your school email regularly or your DMAC email, if you're a DMAC career advantage student, now would be the time to start getting into a good habit, uh, an adult habit of checking the emails. Uh, Cause there are plenty of opportunities that um, announcements and TV announcements and newsletters, um, Intercom announcements aren't going to reach everybody, but there's a lot of things that we like to send out in writing through Naviance email, through Messenger on Infinite Campus. So I would say being responsible about checking email would be a good life skill that will help them after high school as well. Um, but also finishing strong and staying motivated and um, keeping their eyes on the prize. They're they're so very close to their next chapter of life. Mm-hmm. And um, it would. It, it's sad to see. Um, I, don't, I, should, I guess we could call it senioritis. Senioritis is a real <laughs> thing, and um, it's it's hard to see someone who's so ready to be done, but they kind they might get in their own way right. a little bit. Um, so just trying to support them through that as parents and as school counselors and as teachers of like you've come this far, you're so close, you have a plan for yourself, or if not, we can help you with a plan for yourself because maybe there's someone in late January who isn't seeing the relevance because they aren't sure what they want to do. Well, we need to wrap our arms around them and make sure that we help offer things that are suitable to their interests and their skills and their personalities so they can see that relevance and see that I'm so close, I can finish strong, and then I can move on to the next chapter of my life. But we're there for them. 
parents can do the same yeah. and, and enlist our help if they need it. Yeah. So at Centennial, so we, we've, we've talked about the many different pathways that are available to our students. Uh, uh, they can go, and this is for students at Ankeny, Centennial, and Summit. They can go directly to the workforce. Uh, they have options um, around apprenticeships, community college, four-year, college or university. But there's something that's been more uh, this uh, being more and more popular uh, over the past few years, and that's gap year. And so, for those parents that have been asked questions um, um, from their students around wanting to take a gap year, can you tell our listeners what is a gap year and why are um, students coming to their parents and talking about a gap year? That is so funny. I had a student in my a junior actually in my office just this week telling me his plan after uh, his senior year was he's going to do a gap semester, um, but really it's a year, a semester, month time period where students maybe are choosing to work. Uh, this particular student is interested in traveling. Um, I think it's a way for them to build life skills, life opportunities, experiences that they feel like are important. So this student's really interested, was interested in forestry and said, you know, what I want to do is I want to get some travel in. I'm going to go to some national parks and then I'm going to come back and I'm going to take some credits at uh, DMAC and then I'm going to go on to Iowa State and get my degree in forestry. And I, that was such a great plan that Mm -hmm. everyone's timeline is different and that is okay. (laughs) And so if, if you feel like, you know what, I need a little bit more time before I'm ready to sit down and, uh, whether it's hard work through an apprenticeship and learning or at a four or two year college, I think that's a a good way to go about it. (laughs) And because of the popularity of, of gap year, um, there are organizations nationally that, that organize gap years for students where they have to apply. What's been your experience, Audrey, with, with gap year? Um, I have some students who might call taking a year off before they decide that they want to go to college a gap year. And then I have other students who treat gap year as a year or a semester of learning about themselves through an experience. So whether it's missions or a work experience or travel or um, whatever it might be, even if it does include working. But um, the intention is to enroll the next semester or the next year. And I have read in, in kind of, and it's not super common, but I the students that know that they want to do that, that share that with us early, I have read that they should consider doing the application process on the original kind of quote unquote timeline. Um, and you can defer your enrollment. You can let your college know, I plan to do a gap year. I might be um, studying or I might be nannying in Switzerland or something. And um, I read that students don't have to disclose until they're sure. So like they might be applying for scholarship applications through the, the college that they have been admitted to and can tell them later I'd like to defer my enrollment. I would like to take a gap year. And it doesn't have to be something they commit to in November of their senior year. Mm-hmm. Um, so they can consider just doing the application process as if they would be there in the following fall, even if they might take an additional year. So okay. just a little hint I read about. So again, becoming more popular nationally, uh, students taking gap year is an issue of wanting to get more experience, might be an issue of maturity might be an issue of needing more funds in order to go to college or go to that apprenticeship. And so, Ashley, 
we we've talked about parents checking transcripts to ensure that um, their child has enough credits. Um, if we get to the second semester in senior year, what happens if I'm with my child and we notice that we're short a credit, uh, like PE or English? You know, what should a parent do? What should that student do? I'm not sure what it looks like at the home high schools, but one of the things that our summit students do often is we're constantly checking in on what credits do we need? Are we caught up? Like, have we mapped it out to where we are hitting the amount of credits each month that we should be hitting to graduate? I know that um, we rolled out Canvas courses this year um, as a different platform um, for means for some of the credit recovery or credits that are missing. Mm -hmm. And so it is a way where... Um, our students work one-on-one -on -one with our core teachers, and so this would be a different question or a different answer for the homeschools. Um, but students often are reviewing constantly at Summit, which credits do I need so that they have that mapped out. Um, we want all of our students to know exactly where they're at towards right. their graduation goal. Um, we have advisors and myself that are, you know, at least once a month, we're doing a whole group and then small group um, goal setting for those specific classes that they need to graduate and really mapping that out on a really frequent basis here. Okay. Audrey at, at Ankeny, what, what does that look like? Even though it's technically the responsibility of the student to kind of know where they're at and, and whether they're on track for graduation, <laughs> please rest assured that the school counselor has not only checked it, but also double checked it and triple checked <laughs> it and probably talked with a student in the fall. Um, we, we do one-on-ones. I think you guys might do smaller group, um, but there are plenty of, plenty of ways throughout the experience where we could probably catch something before a semester starts, but there are times where, um, it, it could happen. And, and we're trying to eliminate the human error by utilizing the academic plan on Infinite right. Campus. And that helps us with, oh, this person hasn't passed Algebra 2 semester one. It kind of gives a red little alert, so to speak. Um, so that has helped us so that we don't have a human error where the student or the counselor forgets to put something in to the academic plan. But I will tell you, no matter whose fault it is, you don't get to just graduate if there was a mistake. You right. still have to meet the Ankeny um, board requirements for graduation. So hopefully would that not necessarily impact someone's ability to graduate on time. But that is why we express the importance of it isn't one of those things where like, oh, it's okay, you forgot about composition for senior year, you can still graduate anyway, because that was our bad for missing it. No, it's still it's still the responsibility of all of us, the student and the school counselor to double, triple and quadruple check. Absolutely. Um, Ashley, anything um, that Centennial does differently than Ankeny with regards to if a student does it is short in that second semester a credit? I think we're on the same page as, as Ankeny High School. You know, if if that mistake happens and we catch it, we are going to work together with the family, with the student to say, okay, what are our options here and how can we help your student? Because every course is important, right? right? We wouldn't we wouldn't require it if it wasn't an important course to take. So if for some reason econ didn't show up on your like you still need to take it we want those skills you want you to have that knowledge and so we're going to figure out the best way to get it so you can 
be part of that commencement ceremony and, and graduate with your class on time. Are you guys doing credit audits around this time of year where you take a quick peek at your seniors, make yes. sure their schedules have what they need? During advisory, um, actually last semester, we had all of our students use the same credit check that the counselors use right. to go through their transcript and check as well, mm -hmm. um, just to make sure, okay, yeah. And we did have a few questions and kind of a similar thing. It was a student you know, who transferred in and wasn't sure what their credits were looking like. And we were, I was able to reassure that student Oh, you're on track. We're good to go. And I'm glad you asked. <laughs> That's great. I think at the beginning of the year, too, we all use a similar letter that goes out for all of our senior families coming up so that families know at the beginning of the year what is still left. I think I highlight mine. Others, you know, <laughs> yeah. but it is the same boxes. letter right. um, just to start the year. So it might be helpful after semester grades have been posted and finalized. I know there's component recovery right now. But just which ones did you guys get? Referring back to some of that information from the beginning of the year is helpful, too. Yeah. So let's talk commencement. So commencement day is an exciting time for the students. But as a parent, I think it's even more exciting for parents and families. Um, but um, I've seen some interesting commencements during my tenure uh, here and then in other places um, th th that I've been able to participate in. And so what what's some advice and I'm going to start with you, Audrey. What's some advice that you can give our students and our parents around commencement day? Mm -hmm. Commencement day is very exciting, and it's a really special ceremony. And, and for being pretty big high schools, ours are pretty efficient. Yes. So um, hopefully parents know that uh, it's almost in and out of there in just a matter of two hours because then we get ready for the, the other high school right. ceremony, and we usually alternate. Um, Ankeny and Centennial morning and afternoon. Um, but it's a really special time and it's a professional um, ceremony that um, we don't, like students don't decorate caps. We, um, it's very uniform and they look so sharp. We're maroon and you guys are black, black uh, gowns. Um, but for many of them, they'll wear um, maybe like a dress up outfits or um a nicer outfit, comfortable but nice shoes, and uh, typically it's best to pull that gown out of the packaging when you get it in early May right. and uh, let the wrinkles out a little bit um, before that June 3rd ceremony and make sure they have the cap, the gown, and the tassel with them on commencement day because Ames is a little bit of a jaunt that morning to get up there and be ready. What else am I forgetting? Maybe What, what about family? Family, yeah. I mean, anyone can come. Right. Uh, bring grandma and grandpa and aunts and uncles if you want. Uh, students have to be there a little bit earlier than their families, so we really encourage graduates to, they're supposed to be there about an hour before the ceremony starts so we can start getting them lined up and check to make sure those cords look nice. Um, and so I, that's the other recommendation, you know, let your graduate head up early so you're not sitting in the in the seats waiting for commencement to start mm -hmm. while they're just getting lined up. There is room for like 15,000 oh, yeah. people, so we don't have to issue tickets um, right. because we don't run out of space. Mm -hmm. and, and because we're at the Hilton Co Coliseum, um, it's, it's really important for families to plan um, because you're going to be parking and walking to the Coliseum. And so, uh, and of course, we're at Iowa State. And so just be aware of the drive to Iowa State. The, the parking is a, a beautiful venue and there's plenty of space for all the family who want to come out and, and celebrate this really important day. Mm -hmm. And so, Ashley, what advice do you give families that uh, want to splurge and have those family dinners to celebrate for um, uh, the students that are graduating? 
Um, plan ahead. I'm sure everybody wants to do. I mean, the nice thing is it's, you know, one of the schools does go in the morning. So there's maybe more of a lunch opportunity for them to do. And then the one that goes in the afternoon is going to hit more of the evening time mm-hmm. dinner. So if you're staying local, um, it is Ames. They have wonderful options. The hotel, you know, depending on accommodations. I mean, there's a lot of things that go into that. Um, the other two things I was thinking of, um, the, there is a deadline for seniors to finish their schoolwork in order to participate at commencement. May 23rd, is that the full deadline? If that's a Tuesday? I would have mm-hmm. to, yeah, I'd have to double check our, our senior calendar. So sometimes just being aware of a senior deadline, if you do want to participate, you do need to hit that deadline so that transcripts are finalized, the program is made. Um, so that's maybe just another big thing to just mention that there it's not the last day of school, right. as some may think. Okay. And rehearsal. Yeah, Um, we have rehearsal and you guys might do this and the summit students graduate with their home high school. Our rehearsal is Thursday, the first centennial is are you the same? Or do you need to double check? I'm gonna have to double check. Okay. (laughs) Um, So rehearsal is important for helping the ceremony go smoothly. And Ashley Tatum often gets to both of those rehearsals. So thank you for doing that, Ashley. Mm -hmm. Also, um, another thing that I thought of is on commencement day, when your graduate is walking across the stage and they receive the the little sleeve that holds a diploma, it's actually an empty sleeve. So you're, so people aren't having to open it up like, oh, this is Audrey's, this is Ashley's. Um, but it's when they exit the ceremony, so pomp and circumstance is playing and you're watching all the graduates file out. The graduates are actually filing out right past the table where their school counselor has a very important packet. And that packet has their final transcript, their own, you know, hard copies to keep, their immunization record, which cannot be replaced. It's the only one. It's for them. They get to take it from that day. It's mm-hmm. in the in the envelope and the diploma itself that will go into that sleeve. So oh, I guess one of the reasons for following the, the flow and the rules would be as they exit, they pick up that very important diploma packet on their way out the door to meet their families and take photos. And then the next group is coming in. So there's a little bit of congestion sometimes. So right. like like you said, plan ahead for the travel. Um, and uh, Stay in alphabetical order. Stay in alphabetical <laughs> order. It's a lot easier up. for all things commencement day. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, Audrey, you had mentioned the transition uh, between – the, the two high schools uh, commencement ceremonies. And so for our listeners, we alternate between which school goes first, which go, which one goes second. Um, however, whoever goes first, um, as you would expect, after graduation, families are taking pictures. Students are, hu- are hugging one another. They're hugging their counselors and teachers. Um, they're really happy. And so th- th- there is some transition between the first commencement ceremony in the second and so for those families that are part of the second commencement ceremony just expect that that there will be a lot of people in the parking lot transitioning to their cars and so please drive safely be aware of your surroundings and just know that um, those families um, are transitioning out of the coliseum as you are transitioning in and the centennial students that will be leaving and picking up their diploma packet they don't come back into the onto the floor. They don't come back into the bleachers. Everyone basically moves outside at that point. And then the little transition happens to get ready for the Ankeny ceremony this year because that's the second one. Um, so it, it almost makes it more efficient that the kids have to stay in alphabetical order and quickly 
recess to the exit. Um, but, you know, obviously missing our door would mean you didn't get your <laughs> diploma packet. But they, they tend to do a good job. But your graduate will be outside by the time you connect with right. them. There's no like meeting them down on the floor or anything like that. So it's kind of a unique way, but it's also pretty efficient. Right. And so um, let's end with this. What is the most critical issue a student may have right now about graduation? I'm going to start with you, Ashley, um, at Summit. I think that um, our students get a different reality the closer it gets to graduation. Um, some are doing a really great job meeting their goals and going through the goal-setting process. Um, some students don't feel maybe the anxiety until March or April. <laughs> and so just, you know, being very aware of what you have left, looking at the reflection of, you know, how, how productive was the fall semester, how many credits did you get specifically like in a summit um, perspective, just because we do credits a little bit different. They're not earning every semester. They're earning every month um, is the goal there. And so I think just really being aware of, you know, what is one thing I can change today that makes tomorrow more productive? Um, just having more family conversations and family engagement and making sure everybody is very aware of what's left, what we're doing to support. Um, at Summit, we offer night school um, a couple of times a month. And so families being aware of that is a huge for us. We try to make sure everybody's aware. Um, opportunities to work evenings and weekends to, you know, just ensure those graduation goals are going to happen when they want to. Good advice. Audrey? I would say um, for our seniors to know around this time of year, it's not too late. It's not too late to change their work habits. It's not too late to start um, a, turn over a new leaf as we start this new semester. It's not too late to come up with a post-secondary plan with the people who love you and support you, including your school counselor who can support with that. Um, if, if they don't see a connection to life after high school, it makes it a little bit harder to envision themselves walking across the stage on June 3rd and not knowing what the next day will look like or the next month or semester that follows. So I would say for any senior who's just still kind of wondering, I'm not sure what the next chapter looks like, get in to visit your school counselor. Let us help you with the tools that we have and the connections that we have. And if we need to set up job shadow opportunities, campus visits, we're there to help students with that and to support families as well. Thank you. Ashley? I was thinking something very similar that, um, you know, don't wait until the last minute. Mm -hmm. So it's okay if you maybe aren't sure about things just yet. But like I said before, everyone's timeline is different and that is okay. But some deadlines are hard deadlines. And so being aware of when you need to have things done to participate in the things that are really important to you um, and maybe even to your family. I know commencement isn't always important to our students, but it's really important to your parents. Um, and so like Audrey said, yeah, it's never too late. If you are in April making decisions still about what you want to do after high school, that's okay. Yeah. But yeah, talk to someone who can support you through experiences to help you make the best informed decision. It's okay to Understanding that something is a no, I don't want to do that, is right. just as important as knowing something is a yes. Yeah. Wow. Thanks for the advice. Ashley, Audrey, Ashley, thank you for what you do. Thank you for serving um, Centennial, Ankeny, and Summit. Um, but more importantly, thank you for serving our kids here um, in um, our district. Really appreciate the work that you and your colleagues do every single day for the kids um, in our district. To our listeners, 
commencement this year will be on Saturday, June 3rd, 2023. The location is Hilton Coliseum on the Iowa State University campus in Ames, Iowa. Centennial High School ceremony will begin at 10 o'clock a.m. And Ankeny High School ceremony will begin at 1 o'clock p.m. Each ceremony will stream live over the Ankeny School's YouTube channel. They will also be available for viewing after the live streams. To watch the stream, visit our YouTube channel at Ankeny Schools ACSD. For listeners to share with their families that are far away or can't make it to the ceremony, watch for additional graduation and commencement information on the Ankeny Schools website and social media. And I can't wait to shake all of your graduates' hands um, across the stage in June and see all of you in June. Thank you, and we'll see you next time on Let's Talk About It. We are Ankeny. Thank you for listening to the We Are Ankeny podcast, the official podcast of Ankeny Community Schools. 